Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. Melissa and Lindy here. We are doing episode two of You Ask and We Answer. You're listening to the Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Hi, friend. Hi there. How's it going? <clears throat> it's good. Yeah. Still cold January day here in Richmond, Virginia. It's very <laughs> cold in this room where we're, we're recording yeah. in, and it is slowly being taken over by product. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's good though. It's good product. It's good stuff. Um, so today we're going to answer some more questions from our Latch Mama Love Group, which we are super excited Let's about. I like connecting with our people. Yes. You know? Okay. Are you ready? Hit you ready me. to jump right in? Okay. Let's go. Stephanie wants to hear a little bit more about each of our nursing journeys. How did each one go? What are, what are some of the things we did the same and different with each and how long did our babies nurse? Okay. So we have 12 kids yeah, combined so if anybody doesn't quick. know. Um, so we have a full soccer team and a sub. Yep. Um, which is a lot of people. We yeah. should do that sometime. We should find like another 12 people and like put our <laughs> kids together and have our own like soccer team. It could be like a large family league. It could be. All right. So (laughs) really fast. Um, I'll go first and then you can go second or you can interrupt me too. If I'm getting too long. Um, I don't really know. I don't really remember the last 10 years. If we keep interrupting the last 10 years have been a total blur. Um, I can tell you that my first child was um, born at 37 weeks and like five days. He was born in the back of the car. For those of you who don't know, both Lindy and I's birth stories are in a past episode as well. Um, But he came out screaming and God bless his little soul. Um, He screamed for (laughs) the better part of the first year. Um, And he was on the breast constantly. Like he was a boob monster it was the only time he'd stop crying it's the only way he would sleep i was nap trapped for like an entire year of his life um he continued to nurse through my pregnancy with my second child um and then nursed for another like six months after he was born so i tandemed those two um which was the only way i could get like sanity and it was actually wonderful because he's always been a little bit high strung um so it would kind of level him out especially in those afternoons um so eventually he weaned he actually went at like (laughs) at like a year and a half to a bottle of milk Mm -hmm. which i'm not embarrassed by but he was then drinking a bottle of milk before he went to bed until he was like three and it's kind of cute. Like yeah. he just, he wanted to suck on something. He wasn't a passy kid. So he would drink a bottle of milk well right. after, like to the point where it was embarrassing. Like we'd have people over and we'd have to put him to bed and we'd like make a bottle and was, it was, there was a question of what baby that was for. And it wasn't for the baby. It was for like the toddler. But anyways, so that was him. Alex breastfed until I got pregnant with Caroline. Um, and then in between, Alex and Caroline and another two of them or three of them. I don't know. I have a little bit of a problem getting pregnant while I'm still breastfeeding. Um, between Nathan and Alex, it wasn't a big deal. Alex and Caroline had an early loss. So by the time that early loss kind of worked through my system, um, Alex had weaned himself, mm. I believe. 
Um, and then between Caroline and Benjamin, I didn't have a loss, but Benjamin was weaned within the first few or Caroline was weaned within Caroline's just Caroline. She's like the most independent child in the world. Um, anyways, <laughs> for the most part, I breastfed the rest of them for like a year to like 15 months. They were all weaned prior to the next one coming and all my kids are about two years apart. Um, as far as like a different journey with each of them, I really was extremely lucky. I mean, the first five, um, I didn't have a whole lot of struggles. It, it was pretty cut and dry. They came out, they latched, we figured it out. Um, I did start as I got more knowledge in terms of breastfeeding, really cherishing teaching them. It came, it became kind of that like first skill we worked on together um, to really teach them how to open their mouths and latch, which is something I never thought about with the first couple. You just kind of worked through it until you got there. Um, but that was really fun. And then this last one, I don't know if it's cause I'm old. I don't know. I'm not really old. People get mad at me when I call myself old, but I'm 40. Um, and it was a little slow going at the beginning, um, in terms of getting his weight up. So I actually pumped, which I think sometimes we're given these gifts in life where you get perspective onto what other people's lives are like. And, um, that was, really really hard um in some ways it was easy because other people could feed my baby um and I could kind of hang out with the other kids and I've talked about this a little bit on other podcasts as well but um I was a slave to the pump I was pumping like twice in the middle of the night um which was terrible if anybody's ever had to do that um but eventually I got off of it and I think he's growing does he look like he's getting bigger yeah yeah his I, whole I think, face is chunky now. I, I I think we're getting there. Like I think it's no, okay. No, he's that I, rocking it. I think it's you okay. I put, I put the pump away, and then I've also um had some amazing little latch mama employees slash family members here um donate a little bit of milk to me too, which has been nice. Aww. Um, which is kind of um kind of filled the holes and the gaps and taken a little bit of anxiety um, away from me, especially like I sometimes find if he takes too late of an evening nap. So if he falls asleep, he's like 12 weeks now, but if he falls asleep at like six or seven and he wakes back up at like eight 30, um, my supply isn't back where it needs to be to really get him back down. So um, I've been using um, some of Meredith and Corey's milk, which I think is really sweet. I find it really lovely when I mm-hmm. feed him a bottle and then I, we kind of say thank you to them in our little dreams before we go to sleep. It's really sweet. Um, but yeah, no, I love it. Um, cause I love both of them very much. So anyways, yeah. um, so yeah, that's our stories and hopefully there aren't any other nursing stories from here <laughs> so he can nurse for as long as he wants to nurse. Um, because the baby shop is closed at Wartopia. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. How are yours? Um, my first one spent like a week in the NICU. So, um, you know, brand new, not very educated. Um, I think I made a decision like day three, um, had like this ugly squeaky rocking chair in there with screaming babies trying to be a new mom and learn how to latch. And I couldn't lean back and I couldn't do anything. So had to make a decision and, or I didn't have to, but I did and just started pumping. Did you like, did you know what that meant when you decided to just start pumping? I think that that's such like, so we see that in the group so much. We Mm -hmm. see people who say like, Hey, I think I'm just going to exclusively pump because breastfeeding isn't really for me. And a hundred percent it's your decision. Do what you think is Mm -hmm. best. But I really, 
struggle and I and I and I think most babies can go back and forth so if you do decide to bottle feed and then you're like whoa this is a lot like this whole mm-hmm. pumping thing is a lot um you can switch back and forth but like did you know what that meant like did you know you were gonna have to wake up it is completely different waking up in the middle of the night to nurse a baby and getting attached to this thing well, well. I mean it's so. probably situation to situation so <clears throat> I knew that I wanted to give him breast milk yeah that's what I knew yeah I also had no idea how long we were going to be there. No idea. It could have been, we could have been leaving the next day or we could have been there for months. Yeah. So I can't, there's visiting times, there's rules. Yeah. Um, I can't just go in and nurse whenever I want to. So, and so if you pumping, hadn't pumped, if you hadn't a pump, they would have given him formula or something. Cause they wouldn't know when you'd be back again. Probably, but they knew from the get go that I was a, Breastfeeding mom. Breastfeeding, nursing, yep. pumping mom. So okay. he didn't get any formula. I was pumping and I'd already gotten some from when we were leaving. Yeah. Because he was, we nursed for the, the 48 hours that, you and know, we were had, after the hospital. Like that's a, what we were doing. We quick, were doing fine. Yeah. Um, and then he had a quick seizure. And hail then he seizure. So we were transferred. So right then we were split up. So I uh, automatically yeah. needed to keep supply going. Anyways. So that was a decision. I had no idea how long we were going to be there. Mm-hmm. I was tired of keeping on fighting this anxiety, worry. I mean, you're a new mom. Not yeah. sure what's going on with your child. But I was like, at the very least, I can keep pumping, keep providing him what I wanted to provide. Um, didn't have really the support that like I wanted or the education mm-hmm. that like, oh, hey, maybe we can try this when you get out. Or, you know, it just, I didn't have that. I had horrible, horrible swelling. So nobody really told me. It just kind of felt stuck in there until I was able to take kind of like a little bit of swelling reducer. And that really helped um, to tackle that. Oh, whoops. I just woke my own baby up. So when he came home, you just continued pumping. Mm -hmm. Was there any thought about getting him back on the bus? Nope. I didn't have anybody that said, hey, maybe you want to do that. I think I was still so filled with... um, anxiety and worry and I was scared that he was going to have another seizure at any point so we had this little rhythm and literally like I was just this overwhelmed scared mom that's bringing a baby home from the you know NICU Mm -hmm. really with no answer yeah other than hey this was probably maybe due to birth but we don't really know why I mean it's it's really nice when you have an answer but I didn't have one so So this constant worry and I just kept doing what I was doing. I mean, you're just kind of, I was just in this little, this little bubble. And the one thing you could control was how much milk he was getting. Yeah. And I feel like that is such, and I know we need, you have five more kids to talk That's about. Okay. But it's so funny. I We haven't really covered this on a podcast yet. That decision to then step away from the pump and trust your body again, especially when something like that's happened or the Mm -hmm. baby was slowing, was, was gaining slowly. You maybe weren't making enough milk. Now you feel like you fixed the process. Everything's okay. Do you still need that pump? Do you still need to see what is going in your body, Mm -hmm. your baby's body guys? I can tell you I'm 40 years old. This is my sixth kid. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the harder things that I've had to do. And there was nobody who could do it for me. There was nobody that could look at me and say, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Like he's he is gaining. What you're doing right now is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like it's OK. Like you're going to be OK if you step away from the pump. It's hard. Yeah. And I can completely understand with number one why you would continue doing what you were doing at that point. I was just doing what I 
what I could at the moment, yeah. you know, as a, as a new mom. And um, so lots of grace to, mm-hmm. to everybody out there who is, you're just not sure and you're just doing yeah. what you can. Um, but really, it just lacked a little bit of education. You know, nobody taught me like, you know, I, I know this is kind of what you're doing. If you want to go back, just kind of an idea of like, like a paste bottle feed. Yeah. Like I had no idea, like yeah. no education for that. Really didn't know where to, didn't understand yeah. the connection. Or, or um, your, your supply may feel like it goes <clears throat> down because suddenly you're just producing what he needs, mm-hmm. which is might be different than what he's actually getting yeah. from those bottles because he's probably going to continue yeah. drinking whether he's hungry or not. From a bottle. Or like, hey, you're pumping about 20 minutes now, but hey, in a couple months, they may only be nursing for five to seven and you don't need to pump for 20 <laughs> and you don't need to be making... 20 ounces in a pump. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was going up to almost like 10 ounces on each side. Whoa. With really no education. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of a whole other story. And as far so I think I pumped for five to six months. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took me about three months to wean myself. From the pump. From pumping. From okay. just milk production in general. And then he had milk for a whole year. I had made that much. <sighs> So then Gabe Anyways, came shortly I mean, there so after. many things that I would change yeah. or learn about. Yeah. But that was my first journey. You know, there we go. Um, Gabe, I was obviously terrified yeah. to breastfeed because of the swelling and all that. And I had much better support system for that. And um, a really great that I lactation consultant yep. who helped. She's like, well, you just need some swelling reducer. It's going to yeah. ha- just help, at least just the beginning. Yep. So I had like, you know, a couple hours around comfort. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what it's supposed to feel so like. So you just take like, two Advil and what... just move on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, but that was the first for me. Yeah. We'd never well, done it before. It's because we, just... send, send, we send women home before their milk's in. Yeah. And then their milk comes in. And then so many people don't even have a telephone com- number mm-hmm. to call. And mm-hmm. I mean, how many then, of those posts do we answer a oh, week yeah. of, hey, what does this mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I actually think back, and this was kind of a recent thing that I was you know, thought about, you know, I think a lot of, maybe a lot of women who do breastfeed, they mm-hmm. did the first one and they're yeah. on the second one. Well, my first experience with breastfeeding really like true was with my second child with an 18 month old at home. Yeah. So just the the worry and is this working and am I making enough? And, yep. um, well, no, I don't want to feed him off this side because I'm not going to have enough for next time. You know, all those thoughts Absolutely. that, yep. you know, um, new moms have, that's what I had with him. So he, it was about a year and he kind of slowly weaned himself yeah. off. Okay. Um, Nora came along and by then I was a whole lot more comfortable with it. Um, and I think she is just over a year. I think she slowly, she's a little bit more like, um, like Melissa Cece. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of marches to her own drum a little bit. Um, she did her thing. She was done. Yeah, she did. Um, and then fourth was Penelope. That was supposed to be my last kid. So she was my longest one. It was still like 18 months, 21 months. Wow. And b- by then I was pregnant. And then by then it was like, I'd found out in August and then in October I found out it was twins and I was literally, I mean, like I was dizzy walking, I was nauseous walking and I was like this, I I can't, I can't do this anymore. But she was like my little, she still is, still is my little clinger, love her. Um, And I'm like, I don't know how to, like, how do I do this? By then we were literally just, it was a morning, it was after nap and it was before bedtime. She was sleeping through the night. So um, what did you do to? Um, 
really she could go without it was just it was really just a comfort thing and like a distraction yeah just distractor we actually went away for anniversary for a long weekend and when that's just what we did yep. and she got love done by Gigi and um my mom and got yep. distractions and you know I came back and you know it's like you know the milkies are gone and but I, I don't think I felt it as much because, to be honest, I felt like crap. crap. Yeah. Um, and I was completely too. exhausted. So I didn't yeah. feel that bad. And yeah. I'm like, girl, we've rocked this. You are good to go. Like, you yeah. know, and she, she was fine. It was it's fine. It's much easier to we, wean we a went through that okay. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because all of a sudden you're thinking about the needs <clears throat> of the other one, especially if you have morning sickness and you're like, I don't want to deplete myself anymore. It's yep. almost easier. Um. I know that's been my experience every time. Yeah. So it'll be So I look back on it. I still have a picture on my phone. That's one of my favorite. And I show her. And it was like after nap time. And Aww. we would always just, we come out of the room and then we go lay on our bed. Because she always, she liked to lay down by the time she was 18 months. And, yeah. And just nurse. That's so sweet. Yeah, it was really, really cute. And then the twins. Twins came around and I was that weirdo in the hospital. But I saw the same lactation consultant I've seen, you know, for the last four kids. I'm like, this is what I'm doing help me make it happen um so you so, did so you <laughs> wanted to be able to breastfeed them and i told them, I said, this is what i'm doing i said they need to take a bottle or do a full nursing session yeah and so we came up with a plan and she was incredible and by week three we could do whatever we wanted it's awesome so you could get the break if you needed it mm-hmm. and you could also nurse them if you needed mm-hmm. it so three weeks of i mean pure craziness yeah pure craziness yeah but by then, um, and it was just a lot of things that I'd gone through personally with a lot of kids in a very short amount of time. Yep. Felt very trapped. I wanted to make sure that someone could help me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's really interesting because when this whole thing was going on with Matthew, it's so funny because I, did you guys, that pause was me trying to remember my baby's name in case anybody was wondering. Because <laughs> um, sometimes that happens when you have six children. Um, but it's really funny because like, it's not funny, but when you're in the trenches and you're in those postpartum hormones, it's, I don't want to call it crazy town, but it, it, it is kind of that way. And Lindy would look at me in those, in those weeks where he wasn't gaining weight and his weight was going up and down and I had a pump. And I mean, it, 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 it was one of my first ever postpartum struggles with a kid. Thankfully. I mean, somehow we've kind of skirted through and, you know, it took until I had my sixth kid, but Lindy was like, it's not forever. Like, we're going to figure this, like, you're going to figure this out. Like, it's not forever. Just Mm -hmm. hang in there. Within a couple of weeks, he's going to be strong enough. Your supply is going to be in. We're going to figure this out. Um, And I still look back on it and like it, I mean, it's been, he's 12 weeks old now, but it's not fun because it's not just something logically you can look at right now when you feel balanced and good and say, why, why was that so hard? Why is a breastfeeding struggle so hard? But breastfeeding struggles normally happen at the beginning of breastfeeding. You know, they're, they're going to happen yeah. shortly after you have a baby. Um, so, you know, you're also going to be dealing with feeling defeated or feeling down or feeling tired or feeling, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just interesting. So yeah. find your support system, find your lactation consultants. Yep. Okay. I think we probably spent way too long on that question. 12 kids. Um, <laughs> but it's good. It's good because we, we answered Angela's question too. Angela's question was, she wanted to talk about how to wean a toddler. Yeah. Um, she mentioned how hard it was both phys- physically and emotionally. Um, I can't really talk on that. Um, I have had 
I've had kids try to hang on through that next pregnancy. Um, but like I said before, it's like that baby comes first in my mind. And I think it's from yeah. having those early losses and having a little bit of a struggle of how the whole biological progesterone pregnancy thing sets up. Um, some people says, say that it, it doesn't matter. And I mean, I did breastfeed through an entire pregnancy, but um, I start to get very, very mama berry of what's growing inside of me. So it's a little bit easier yeah. for me emotionally to kind of find another alternative for that child. Um, but, I mean, what, what did help me is, and I think if you are there with an older yeah, with an older toddler, and that's something that you're ready to do, and they're ready to do, and you mm -hmm. want to tackle it. I mean, I know some people have gone like cold turkey, but if it was me and doing it, yep. um, the last one I'm going to cut is that before bedtime. Yep. The second to last one I'm going to cut is in the morning first when you wake up, yep. and then it's like the before nap. So if you can tackle the other things and find other forms, like we love our we love on our kids in so many different ways, and I think you're able to slowly start to replace mm -hmm. another form of affection and love and connection, um, in instead of a nursing session, if you are both ready to to make that step absolutely um, um and tackle that last one at night hey guys so. don't wean a kid before you're ready to wean a yeah. kid don't wean yeah, a kid because not, your don't. pediatrician tells you you have to wean a kid or because your family members ask you why you're still nursing yeah um wean a kid because you're ready to wean that child and your baby's ready to yep. be weaned so that's my psa um okay number two uh, Kylie wants to talk about being a working mom and coming back from maternity leave. So topics like pumping and nursing, figuring out bottles, pace feeding, et cetera. I think we've done a podcast on this. Um, we'll leave it in the, in the podcast notes if we have for you guys to go back to, cause I think it's a whole episode within itself. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, but do you want to talk a little bit? Like we're we're not the best people. We would really like to bring it. Yeah, guest I don't want to pretend that I yeah that can we've connect ever... and I know what that feels Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Um, so. I can tell you as a business owner myself, find your voice, know what your rights are, um, and definitely make sure that your employer is meeting those needs. Um, and if they aren't, find another job. And I know that sounds absolutely crazy, but you you need to find a place where you can be a nursing pumping mom first in tandem with, I, I don't know, wh wherever your brain wants to go in terms of your job, make sure that you can be both. And there are places out there that you can be. And I know that we're a little bit of an anomaly and we're a little extreme in terms of letting moms be moms first, but there are middle grounds and there are places where you can still be a mom and be an employee. Mm -hmm. So um, my, my number one thing is learn what the rules are, learn what the federal rules are, learn what the rules are in your state and make those, make those employers step up and um, make sure you have what you need in the workplace. Yeah. Do you have any I agree. Other? No, and I don't want to like jump too much into pumps, but I do think making sure if that is a part of your daily mm -hmm. routine um, with a pump, it, yeah. that it's a, that it's a good pump, you know, don't yeah. grab a hand pump and try to, you know, get yeah. out what you need and, to be getting out. Those first, if you're home for a significant amount of time with your baby, try to let go of the idea that you're going back to work immediately yeah. after that baby's born. Try and teach them how to latch. Try and get that supply where it needs to be and then start thinking about your freezer stash because um, those first few weeks are so, so important to that breastfeeding relationship and actually getting your milk production in so it can support pumping mm -hmm. later. Um, and then also don't be afraid to ask your partner to help you clean your pump parts. 
Um, I know that sounds absolutely yeah. crazy. There's um, some cool steamer bags too. Yeah. Which are not new. Yeah. But, but. they're out there. Um, but, you know, ask for help where they can help as well. So that's my uh, last thing. All right. This last question, I am going to read it all out because what we're going to do is I'm going to read the question. We're going to share our stories. Um, and then we're actually going to circle back and do a whole nother podcast on this. Cool. Okay. Um, so the question is from Brianna and I'm going to read it all cause it's great. Um, what happened to my brain when I had this child? I used to have it all together. Now I'm putting my key, my keys in the fridge and my dirty outfit back on the baby, the clean outfit in the washing machine. And where in the world did my coffee cup go? I want to hear mom brain stories. It's really, really funny. Cause like by the sixth kid, it's like you forget that it happens, but then like it does happen. Like I have a significant story I'm going to tell, but like just in the trenches right now being 12 weeks postpartum, there was a time this week where like we have this certain piece of software that comes from the bank that allows me to like wire money. I had lost that. So then I had to actually go to the bank to wire the money, but I had also lost my license. And at the same time I walked out the front door and there were two LL Bean poly mailers on the front door. So I had just convinced myself that I had ordered two jackets instead of one jacket when I checked out. And then I, I literally got in my car and I didn't know whether to laugh or to cry because <laughs> I didn't know where anything in my life was. I had ordered two jackets Apparently I hadn't ordered two jackets. My husband and I just actually ended up ordering ourselves jackets on the same day. Not for each other. We're not that sweet, but like personally, <laughs> we actually both decided we were cold on the same day and ordered a jacket. So that was why there was two L bean bags. And I eventually found my license. Still haven't found the bank thing, but it Did happened and it's things? terrible. No, because apparently <laughs> they're changing the system. I don't oh, know, okay. but it's all crazy. Um, but yeah, guys, it happens. It's a studied thing. There are, articles on it everywhere you look google it it supposedly has to do with the fact that like we have to make room in our brains to love our babies which i mean is great i mean i love my baby but i also love my brain um yeah. and i also loved my ability to actually run a business and a family um as well but um do you have any mom brain stories i do i think it was penelope because i'm trying to picture i know exactly what i remembered when i walked in the house but I'm trying to picture who it was. And I think it was Penelope because I know it was up with multiple, multiple kids, mm -hmm. but I got all the way up near. Um, now I'm trying to remember what exactly. I think it was still just Walmart at the time, but I went through my car and I was missing a child <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all the way up Pole Street and realizing that it's the youngest and there's nobody so, in the car so Penelope, seat. So you have three. So you had so there's four three kids. in the car. So okay. they all got in. I brought everything else I needed. The diaper bag, the stroller. I don't know what we were doing. I don't remember. But all I remember was driving so fast down Hull Street and so fast into that neighborhood. Because and I where came, did you leave the baby? Yes. Yeah, so I came in the back door and I looked over there. And it was like that, that eight, eight, nine month where they just are happily sitting. Yeah. And just just sitting in the middle of the living room is my baby on the little just i put a blanket down or whatever yeah. just super happy like oh there's mom and you had gone <laughs> I literally like, like just 10, 15 left minutes. them for like 10 15 minutes yeah alone sitting in the middle of the living room and i was like i literally just forgot my baby at home they're fine everybody was, everybody fine. was fine the door was locked the garage was shut like you know, little like pla big plastic toy just uh, sitting in the middle yeah. of the living room, happy as a clam. But you but I'd left just, my baby at home. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I remember the other kids and all the other stuff, but I left them at home. So, so yeah. Uh, so um. the boys, we homeschooled <laughs> the kids for a while, running the company, whatever. We had gone on to baby number four. So the two boys went to this art class, this homeschool art class, um, and the back of Hobby Lobby. So, you know, you pull up in front of Hobby Lobby. I would walk them in. I had just had baby number four. So that would mean that I would have to bring the boys all the way to the back of the Hobby Lobby, carting their sister, who was what, two, and yeah. then the new baby. Oh, my goodness. So it was raining one day. And, and and every week, like clockwork, we were like, you know, cutting it super, super close with it starting because it was like at 9 and 30 on like a Friday morning. It was just it was a nightmare. But I would park the car. And I would get all four kids out. We would walk to the back of Hobby Lobby. I would say hello to Miss Stephanie, their teacher, who was just incredible. I'd drop the boys off, tell them I'd be back to pick them up. We'd walk back through Hobby Lobby and we'd go out to the car. Well, this one day, I decided we were su- we were running super late and it was raining. And I was like, I'm not bringing my four kids in. So I dropped the boys who were like, I, I don't know, like six and five, seven and four. They had to be five for the class. So maybe eight and six i don't know six i don't know drop them in front of hobby lobby and i was like guys you can do this walk all the way to the back miss stephanie will be there you know how to do it and it was guys it was a hard decision please do not judge me but it was before the store opened we had been going now for like two years to this class it was fun yeah. so i dropped the boys i'm driving home i i think that i get almost home and my phone rings and it's like <laughs> it's their teacher <laughs> she goes hey i just wanted to let you know there was no class today and i was like what okay all right she's like so the manager and the assistant manager have your boys (laughs) and they're in the back class why'd she cancel so late no she had already canceled it i had had an email i there was no class i had showed up no i had shown up for class that (laughs) the class that wasn't there and it happened to also be the same day that i let my children walk in by By themselves themselves. Uh uh-huh so i had to go pick them up they still talk about this day and like and i was like there's no way they're ever gonna remember it like they're not yeah they're not gonna remember that day it'll be fine it'll be fine oh they still talk about it (laughs) As does their teacher, because now they still take art classes. They take an out school class with her. You guys should check her out. It's called Pens, Paper, and Paint. If you guys are looking for an art class for your kids, she's incredible. But she still messaged, she messaged me the other day and we were <laughs> laughing about it. I was like, yeah, I remember that time. She's like, yeah. So they hung out in the back classroom with the manager and the assistant manager of Hobby Lobby for the 20 minutes it took me to go pick them back up Aww. when I dropped my poor little kids off to an empty classroom. Aww. Yeah, I know. I still feel terrible, but Stuff everything's happens. fine. The good news Look is, me. guys... I left mine, yeah, by themselves at home. <laughs> so bad. I also was going to get a blowout once because we had a photo shoot. This is really bad. And I left the baby. It was it was not summertime. And I realized within like I leaned back to get my hair like washed in the bowl. And I realized I'd left my baby in the car. It happens. It's so sad. I'm sure that I'm sure she wasn't expecting mom brain stories about how we leave our babies places. Maybe. Uh, but I know I made some other probably really dumb thing dumb decisions i lose my that co- one is stuck right in the yeah. forefront of my mind i lose my coffee almost every single morning like to the point where i almost have to make a second and cup can we sometimes. talk about how many um grilled cheeses i've burnt yes. whenever i'm making a grilled cheese like my husband's like hey, you're making grilled cheese huh and i'm like shut up because you <laughs> like, get distracted because i start doing 
50 other, 50 million other things, things which they I, don't understand they, they don't just stand at the griddle yeah they just stand at the griddle they make their mac and cheese they make they make their stuff everything's fine yeah mm-hmm. yeah before you know it i've burnt three yeah three of them and the kids are now to and the point of like i'm dying i need food right now and they're screaming and they're screaming and mm-hmm. here's the deal i think half of mom brain is definitely like you know biologically we forget you get forgetful Mm -hmm. and stuff but i also think part of mom brain is the fact that we love our kids so much and we love all of our other ones and our brain is constantly full and moving Mm -hmm. that sometimes things just get lost like there's only so much it can hold you can't do all of it okay Mm -hmm. so when we drop this podcast episode we want you guys to comment on your mom brain stories in the latch mama love facebook group and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about them more cool I'll have to think about more yeah all right awesome thanks so much for your questions guys and we'll see you next week bye, bye. bye.